You're listening to the Weekly Bible Lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, September 4, 2022. Subject, Man. The golden text is from 1 Corinthians. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The responsive reading, James. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, This man shall be blessed in his deed. I will read from the Bible. Genesis So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God saw everything that he had made, And behold, it was very good. Exodus And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Second Samuel And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself, and the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. And she came in unto him, and he lay with her. 
for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived, and sent and told David, and said, I am with child. And David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab, and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter, saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle, and retire ye from him, that he may be smitten and die. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife and bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, After this manner therefore pray ye, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. John. And early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery, in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself, and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, 
No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. 1 Corinthians What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Galatians Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Man, made in his likeness, possesses and reflects God's dominion over all the earth. Deity was satisfied with his work. How could he be otherwise, since the spiritual creation was the outgrowth, the emanation of his infinite self-containment and immortal wisdom. There is but one real attraction, that of spirit. The pointing of the needle to the pole symbolizes this all-embracing power or the attraction of God, divine mind. Sensualism is not bliss, but bondage. For true happiness, man must harmonize with his principle, divine love. The Son must be in accord with the Father, in conformity with Christ. According to divine science, man is in a degree as perfect as the mind that forms him. The truth of being makes man harmonious and immortal, while error is mortal and discordant. Christian science demonstrates that none but the pure in heart can see God, as the gospel teaches. 
In proportion to his purity is man perfect, and perfection is the order of celestial being, which demonstrates life in Christ, life's spiritual ideal. It is the spiritualization of thought and Christianization of daily life in contrast with the results of the ghastly farce of material existence. It is chastity and purity, in contrast with the downward tendencies and earthward gravitation of sensualism and impurity, which really attest the divine origin and operation of Christian science. The triumphs of Christian science are recorded in the destruction of error and evil, from which are propagated the dismal beliefs of sin, sickness, and death. Jesus was unselfish. His spirituality separated him from sensuousness and caused the selfish materialist to hate him. But it was this spirituality which enabled Jesus to heal the sick, cast out evil, and raise the dead. Jesus knew the generation to be wicked and adulterous, seeking the material more than the spiritual. His thrusts at materialism were sharp, but needed. Jesus' prayer, forgive us our debts, specified also the terms of forgiveness. When forgiving the adulterous woman, he said, Go and sin no more. His consummate example was for the salvation of us all, but only through doing the works which he did and taught others to do. His purpose in healing was not alone to restore health, but to demonstrate his divine principle. He was inspired by God, by truth and love, in all that he said and did. The motives of his persecutors were pride, envy, cruelty, and vengeance, inflicted on the physical Jesus, but aimed at the divine principle love, which rebuked their sensuality. The best sermon ever preached is truth practiced and demonstrated by the destruction of sin, sickness, and death. Knowing this, and knowing, too, that one affection would be supreme in us and take the lead in our lives, Jesus said, No man can serve two masters. We cannot build safely on false foundations. Truth makes a new creature, in whom old things pass away and all things are become new. Passions, selfishness, false appetites, 
hatred, fear, all sensuality yield to spirituality. And the superabundance of being is on the side of God good. We cannot fill vessels already full. They must first be emptied. Let us disrobe error. Then, when the winds of God blow, we shall not hug our tatters close about us. The way to extract error from mortal mind is to pour in truth through flood tides of love. Christian perfection is one on no other basis. Grafting holiness upon unholiness, supposing that sin can be forgiven when it is not forsaken, is as foolish as straining out gnats and swallowing camels. In a world of sin and sensuality, hastening to a greater development of power, it is wise earnestly to consider whether it is the human mind or the divine mind which is influencing one. Infidelity to the marriage covenant is the social scourge of all races, the pestilence that walketh in darkness, the destruction that wasteth at noonday. The commandment, Thou shalt not commit adultery, is no less imperative than the one, Thou shalt not kill. Chastity is the cement of civilization and progress. Without it, there is no stability in society. And without it, one cannot attain the science of life. You must control evil thoughts in the first instance, or they will control you in the second. Jesus declared that to look with desire on forbidden objects was to break a moral precept. He laid great stress on the action of the human mind unseen to the senses. Evil thoughts and aims reach no farther and do no more harm than one's belief permits. Evil thoughts, lusts, and malicious purposes cannot go forth like wandering pollen from one human mind to another, finding unsuspected lodgment if virtue and truth build a strong defense. Resist evil, error of every sort, and it will flee from you. Error is opposed to life. We can, and ultimately shall, so rise as to avail ourselves in every direction of the supremacy of truth over error life over death, and good over evil. And this growth will go on until we arrive at the fullness of God's idea. And no more fear that we shall be sick and die. 
soul has infinite resources with which to bless mankind, and happiness would be more readily attained and would be more secure in our keeping if sought in soul. Higher enjoyments alone can satisfy the cravings of immortal man. When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and his idea. Allow nothing but his likeness to abide in your thought. Let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious as life eternally is, can destroy any painful sense of or belief in that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being. And this understanding will supplant error with truth. Replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. Man is God's reflection, needing no cultivation, but ever beautiful and complete. I will now read the three daily duties as given by Mary Baker Eddy in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me, and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, Divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged, and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health, 
Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson has been prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of citations from the King James Bible and the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, 1910 edition, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.